This is Upon Further Review. Bulls play-by-play man Jim Lauk joins Derek Sharp to break down last week's game. And he's going all the way to the end zone. With extended highlights of all the key moments. Without further ado, it's Upon Further Review. The one where we talk about all of the good stuff at the beginning of the game and, yeah, a little bit holding on at the end. The Bulls do win, though, against Temple 27-23 to to get to 500 on the season. It was great to be back at home. Noon kickoff, meaning, of course, Jim, you were there at, what, 4 or 5 a.m.? In all seriousness, it was a little bit different for a November contest. For the 11th of November, it felt like summer. Temperatures in the upper 80s, the feels-like was well over 90. So a little bit of an unusual day as the Bulls and Owls went head-to-head. It brought back some memories of the game against Temple last year when a lot of us realized maybe we don't know as much about football as we thought we did. We went up to Philadelphia feeling really Really good. Bulls had been playing pretty well. Temple had been struggling, and you thought it might be a good day for USF. And instead, Temple hung 54 on the Bulls. It precipitated the coaching change and turned out to be a memorable day in Bulls football history, but for all the wrong reasons. Brand new set of circumstances for this one, though. The Bulls 4-5, and five, chasing the bowl game, trying to get to six wins. Temple had lost five in a row, but the prior week they beat Navy, and they got their quarterback back in the game, E.J. Warner, had a 402-yard passing game in their win over Navy. He really changed their offense, even with that good game the prior week. Temple came into this one only averaging 20 points per game, well under 400 yards per game. So it gave the Bulls' defense, which has struggled so much the last couple of weeks, an opportunity to bounce back, make some plays, and maybe help their team to win number five on the season. Definitely used the reverse psychology last week. In fact, on our broadcast Saturday, said we're mentioning all the slow starts so often so that the Bulls can jump ahead 21-0, which they almost did. Here's how it went in the first quarter, as called by Jim, Sam Barrington, and Joey Johnston. First and 10 from the Bulls' 35-yard line. Brown to throw, taking a shot downfield, looking for Atkins, and he makes the catch inside the 25-yard line of Temple. Sean Atkins chasing all the receiving records at USF. Picks up catch number 61. That goes for 40 yards. First and 10 bowls on the 25-yard line. Wolf goes in motion. Wright gets the handoff. Gets the edge left side to the 15 to the 10. And pushed out of bounds inside the 10-yard line. That'll be enough for another first down for the Bulls. They'll put it right at the 10. And it will be first and goal for South Florida. Brown ready to go again. Hands it to right. Boy, there's a lot of room. He breaks a tackle, gets inside the five, and he's down to the two-and-a-half-yard line. Bulls lose four on that carry. Third and goal from the seven. Brown looking end zone, flushed out of the pocket, rolling right. Going to tuck it and run, and he'll get all the way. Touchdown by Brown. Seven yards. That's six for the Bulls. They are on 
the board less than two minutes into this football game. Wow, you talk about a fast start. And that first ball he threw was so accurate. I'm here to believe they were practicing throwing balls in the locker room, Jim, because that was as spot on as it can get. And that wasn't a design run that took Byron Brown into the end zone. But what happened is the defensive end lost containment. And outside of there, everybody else was in pass coverage, and he was able to just walk into the end zone. Third down and six from the 50. Running back left side. Warner looking left side. Under pressure. Hit as he throws. Ball pops up in the air. It's caught by Hubbard, and he is dropped immediately for a big loss on the play. It's fourth down. Great rally by the defense there. Multiple guys just showing early signs of playing that high tempo high motor football with that war daddy mentality that coach Kevin Patrick talks so much about uh, Harris the made the tackle Jonathan Ross had the pressure and the punt team is out four wide receivers Brown fakes the handoff looking to throw airs it out long got a man it's Yusef Terry just his second catch of the year and he's down to the 25 of Temple the Philadelphia native getting his first start today comes up with a big catch they are going to go for the field goal here 41 yards good snap good hold enough distance and good John Cannon from 41 yards and the Bulls have a double digit lead first and 10 on the 43 Warner to throw slant pattern dropped and the Bulls get a big break there as Dante Wright had that one right between the one and the zero and he couldn't pull it in he would have run forever yeah and that's probably one of the worst drops that I've seen this year. Bulls one out of two on third downs and they've got a challenging one here. Third and 14 from their 39. They have to get all the way to the Temple 47. Five wide including Michael Dukes. Bulls loading up on the right side with four wide there. They're going that way to Jaden Alexis and he gets through traffic. He's going to be near the first down. Looks like he's got enough. And the Bulls will throw on first down. Here's Atkins at the 38. He will fight his way forward for a first down inside the 35-yard line. He'll get to the 32, first and 10 Bulls. Kelly Joyner is the running back. Four wide receivers, fake to Joyner. Brown throwing long. He's got Jaffrey Brown. Touchdown, South Florida. 32 yards. Brown to Brown. And the Bulls are building a big lead in this first quarter. Yeah, welcome back home, USF, right? Warner to throw on second and long into a crowd. It's picked off. The Bulls with the interception. Ameris Brown Bunkley near the Temple 25-yard line, and the Bulls are in business again. <laughs> if High Point the football was a person, its name would be Ameris Brown Bunkley because he jumped as high as I've seen a guy jump this year. It's a run to Joyner. He pokes through, gets the first down, and he's inside the 15. He'll get to the 12. That's an 11-yard pickup. Joyner finally healthy. Had a pretty good game last week in Memphis, and he gets the Bulls a big first down there. This will be a shorter kick. They're going to place it down at the 18, so this is 28 yards from the near hash mark. And Temple may have jumped. 
there was contact this time and flags are down and this could change the Bulls philosophy if they get moved up five yards everybody's pointing at everybody else here. Ball start on the offense five yard penalty fourth down. Instead it goes back five yards. I think if that had changed to a fourth and three at the five you probably bring Byron Brown and crew back but instead it goes against the Bulls so now kick is up plenty of distance and Cannon missed it wide to the right. So the Bulls come up empty as Cannon misses from 33 yards. This game would feature its fair share of swings where one team would think to itself well if that didn't happen but and in the end they swung I think overall in favor of the Bulls but certainly I did not see any movement on that field goal and Bulls would have been going for it, and who knows, they might get stopped on fourth down anyway, but 17 nothing felt like you were leaving some stuff on the table, but not on the deep shots. They were phenomenal, and Byron Brown, all three of those long passes, including the very first play of the game, including the use of Terry, and of course, finally, the touchdown to Joffrey Brown, were perfect deep throws. And after the last one, you would have not gotten me to think that possibly those were the last offensive points, at least offensive touchdown, that the Bulls would get. They would only get three more offensive points at the very end of the second quarter after not only did Temple cut it to 17-10 but had two chances with the ball to make it even closer. Here's how the rest of the first half went. Warner to throw toward the end zone, juggled and broken up. That was almost six, but the Bulls defensive back was able to come in and just get a hand on it. That was Jameel Sanders. He played until the whistle was blown, right? And, and you got to play through. You got to use your eyes to play through the ball. Straight drop for Warner. Throws to the end zone. He's got a man wide open, and it's caught. Jordan Smith, one of the tight ends, and Temple is on the board. It's 17 to six with a kick coming. It was a three yard loss on the play, so it's second and 13 on the 22. Archie is five out of 10 for 42 yards in spot duty, replacing Byron Brown this year. He's run for 20 yards. And the Bulls with a second down and long here on their own 22 yard line. Early second quarter, Bulls with a 10 point lead. Archie going to throw, got a man, and missed Jaden Alexis, who was at the 50-yard line, got inside his defender, and a ball delivered well. Might have been a touchdown. Here comes Brown back in. Uh, it was definitely going to be a touchdown, Jim. Here's Warner with a quick toss out to the right, caught by Hubbard, missed tackle, and Hubbard's going to get about 25 yards down the far sideline. Bulls had a chance to... Shut that down for a couple of yards instead. It's a first down toss out to the 48 of South Florida. Here's Warner throwing it downfield incomplete, trying to get it to right, and now a late flag comes down. Pass interference, number 21, defense. High snap, they get it down, the kick is up, and it is good. So Temple creeps a little bit closer here. 7.59 to go first half. The Bulls' 17-point lead is down to seven. I want to see Byron Brown continue to challenge these Temple defensive backs. Throws it long downfield, and it's picked off. At the 35-yard line, the Bulls turn it over. He was trying to get it to Yusef Terry, 
And Temple with the pick and the Owls offense is coming right back Rolling out on the field. On the field. It's an interception. By Taiwan Francis defensive back. Yeah it certainly looked like it was a catch by Francis. I'm going to put this one on use of Terry because that ball was literally thrown and landed in between both of those guys. And if you're Yusuf Terry, you got to go compete for that ball a little more. You got to go and high point it, be more aggressive. And if you don't catch it, dislodge it from the cornerback's hands, bail your quarterback out. You can't allow that type of thing to happen. Four wide receivers, Naquan Wright, the running back on fourth and three from the Temple 48 yard line. 17 to 10 Bulls. Bulls taking some time here. Play clock is down to 10. Atkins and Terry come in tight on the left side and they throw it and pressure and it's almost intercepted and the Bulls turn it over on downs. And it's third down and five. They mark it on the 47 of the Bulls. Big play for the Bulls defense here. You don't get a stop. You might see not see the ball for a while. 340 to go first half. Warner to throw. Pressure coming. Throws it long near sideline. Incomplete. Temple did not punt a single time in that game in Philadelphia a year ago. So it's nice to see their punt team out there a couple of times today in the first half. Low spinning kick. Hits at the 18. Takes a great roll for Temple. Oh my goodness. That's going to go out of bounds between the one and the two yard line. They couldn't have thrown it any better than that. Third and three. Brown rolling to the right has a man it's caught it's Atkins and he's got the first down out past the 25 yard line so a big conversion there for South Florida they'll keep the football at the 29 yard line with 215 left in the half so the Bulls want to at least get a good chunk of this 17 yards here if they can because they probably are going to. Go for it on fourth down if they don't convert here. Weston Wolf, who was shaken up earlier back in the game, he splits wide right. Naquan Wright is the running back. Atkins goes in motion and Brown to throw. Good pressure, steps up, throws. He's got Naeem Simmons, makes a nice catch near the 36-yard line. That'll get the Bulls about a dozen, and it'll set up fourth down. They mark it on the 35. They snap with 14 seconds left in the half slant pattern caught first down nine seconds to go. Jaden Alexis made the catch. Bullduck holding high snap. Bullduck gets it down. It's climbing. It's trying to get there and it's good. John Cannon answers the call and it's 20 to 10 South Florida. So even though things were going really well, you had the feeling the Bulls had had an opportunity to get up more than those 17 points. Sure enough, Temple got some things figured out. Warner had the touchdown pass. And by the time we went to break at halftime, 20 to 10 Bulls with Temple getting the football to start the second half. Temple didn't throw the ball very well, but they did have some good running plays. And there was some concern, I think, at halftime that the Owls were starting to get on track and that they could provide 
some difficulties for the Bulls in the second half. South Florida defense, though, played pretty well. Got some takeaways. By the time this game was done, they would have four on the day, three interceptions and a fumble recovery. Amaris Brown-Bunkley with a couple of great interceptions during the course of this game. And the Bulls needed them for certain as... That start was the reason the Bulls won, along with some big help from the defense, along with the only points of the entire second half. Yeah, the Owls offense actually outscored the Bulls offense, but the big start we've been hoping for carried the Bulls to the point where they just had to hold on and maybe get some help from the other team as the Bulls offense really didn't do much on its last three drives up to the point when the Owls stepped in or specifically stepped in just out of bounds at the right time if you're South Florida. No offensive points in the second half, but plenty of drama. Here's how the entire third and fourth quarter, not the entire third and fourth quarter, that would take too long. This is less than 10 minutes of it. That's why we narrow it down here for you upon further review. Warner to throw, got a man, and he overthrew him, and that would have been six. Bulls get a break there, just too much on it. Not quite sure how that defensive back got beat so badly. Temple. About to run their 11th play of this drive. In the end zone, Dante Wright had a chance. He was behind Tavin Ward, and they didn't connect. And again, the Bulls dodge a bullet. It's third and 10. And I know he's a younger guy, but he just has to find a way to continue to compete and not be a liability out there. This is a long field goal for this guy. 46 yards for Camden Price. It would be his longest of the year. He has the distance. And it's wide to the left. So Temple controls the ball for 12 plays and exactly four and a half minutes. But they come out with zero points. Hand off to Dukes and he's got a little room. Jukes one man gets past the 40 and Dukes is going to get out to the 45 yard line. That's a 17 yard run his best of the day and problems on the snap for the Bulls. Paul starts. The entire offensive line. Warner to throw. Rolling out. Scrambling. Throws back across his body. Caught first down. Middle of the field. But a fumble. And it's picked up by South Florida. The Bulls. Mac Harris picks up the fumble. The tight end David Martin Robinson made the catch. It was going to be a big gain. And that ball got pried loose. And Harris... Not the first time this year, right on the spot for the recovery. This one is caught at the 35, that's Atkins, so he now has set a new individual record for him, single game receiving yards with 128, and he ties Rodney Adams with 67 catches. And I don't think they're gonna stop and give him the game ball. This is whistles because of the flag here. <laughs> Bulls are going to have oh, another start. free snap penalty. On the offense, all 11 players were not set before the snap. Five-yard penalty, first down. So the Bulls get 13 yards on the completion to Atkins, but then the penalty, number nine on the day. And again, pre-snap on the Bulls. Looked like there was movement before the snap. Bulls are moving back five with penalty number Ball 10. Start. And Brown will be sacked. He wanted to flare it out and get rid of that thing quickly. Nothing was there, and he's dropped back at the 23-yard line. Here's Brown to throw toward the end zone. Chaffray Brown incomplete. Boy, Chaffray made a great move on the ball to get past his defender, get in a position to make the catch. 
and right through his hands. He was probably surprised at how good of a move he made. I mean, that's a that's an NFL type move, right? Well, here's John Cannon again. This will be a 40 yard attempt. They put it down on the 30. He has the distance and he missed it. Wide right. Temple three and six on the season. They'd lost five in a row until winning last week. This one picked off at the line of scrimmage. It's Tramel Logan, and he's going to take it in for a score. Touchdown, South Florida. Tramel Logan showing great hands, able to make that interception, and the Bulls extend their lead on the pick six. Well, how about the big man getting it done, right? And he caught that ball the same way, you know, Amaris Brown Bunkley caught his ball earlier, right? Right out in front of him, high point, two hands, bring it down, and pretty much just walked in the end zone. So happy for this defense. We talked about the importance of somebody, right, standing out and making a play. Tramel Logan has played a ton of football here at USF, and it's just good to see it paying off with a big play like that. 2.15 to go in the quarter. Warner to throw long near sideline picked again. Amaris Brown Bunkley almost a replay of his first in interception as he leaped up caught it at the high point and the Bulls have picked Warner for the third time today. And I'm telling you Jim those have been some of the most athletic catches that I've seen a defensive back make not just on the college level this season since I've been a part of the game right that's how you intercept the football at the cornerback position and I'm just speechless up here but I'm also very happy for that young man because he's worked his tail off things have not always went his way but he should be definitely happy for how he's played the game today first and ten for South Florida the freshman Israel Carter is in the game now he gets the pitch and he gets laid out. It'll be a loss on the play. Carter never had a chance to get started. Jalen McMurray, defensive back, came up and got him for a six-yard loss, second and 16. Direct snap, and they throw it. It's Carter throwing it. He was trying to get it to Byron Brown, and that didn't fool Temple. They had Brown double covered, and that play went nowhere, and all of a sudden it's third and 16. Here's Warner to throw again a lot of time now scrambles throws to the end zone caught touchdown Temple gets a little closer 27 to 16 Zay Baines with the reception for the score that's his first touchdown of the year there's still over 13 minutes to go in this game. Bulls have a lot of work left ahead of them here in this fourth quarter. Second and 10 from the 12-yard line. Warner looking to throw, looking, looking, pressure coming, has to dump it off the back foot. It's caught. Touchdown, Temple. Dante Wright. And this is a one-score game with the extra point coming. Temple, if they can kick this extra point, is about to make it a three-point game. Good snap, good hold, and the kick is no good he missed it oh what a big miss the extra point goes wide right Camden Price and now a field goal doesn't get Temple even the Bulls maintain a four point lead so the extra point no good dropped by Brown he'll fall on it and get it back but now it's third and long Boy, there have been some funny looking plays for this Bulls offense today third and 12 from the 23 they need the 35 the Bulls are 5 of 14 
on third down conversions. Brown to throw looking looking can't find anything rolling out to his left and he takes a big hit out of bounds and the Bulls are going to be gifted a first down. My goodness what a monumental mistake by Temple Brown was going out of bounds. It was going to be fourth and ten get Stokes ready to kick and Brown took a big hit well out of bounds well after the play. Well Christmas came early for this Bulls offense because had it not been for that foolish play by the Temple defender after the play personal foul late hit number 53 defense 15 yard penalty automatic first down Zymir Cobbs we'll see how it plays out but he could have just cost his team the football game there. yeah third down and 14 from the Temple 40 four wide receivers right the running back Brown will throw near sideline caught Atkins and he stays in bounds and he's got the first down Atkins knew right where the marker was and he gets it to the 24 yard line first and 10 bulls clock running with 320 to go and that was the best case scenario for USF how about Sean Atkins though right if I want to hang third, with I need some half. of that energy tonight seconds. man and that's Please set the game clock. he's just a for three minutes well when you seconds. talk to him three, tell two, him two. he's the breeze standout player of the game because he is nine catches 169 yards oh, wow. it's third and two on the 16 yard line a first down finishes it a fourth down makes it interesting two minutes 10 seconds to go. Byron Brown with right on his right side just two wide receivers and movement pre snap see what we got if it's on Temple it's a first down and likely game over Jim offside the 30 defense into the neutral zone calls the offense react five yard penalty results in a first down the seventh penalty of the day on Temple really out of character for them Bulls will win this game with Byron Brown at minus 14 rushing that's how good the Temple pass rush has been but Brown threw for 318 snap to Brown step forward knee at the 15 and the Bulls will have to do that one more time eight second difference between the play clock and the game clock but the Bulls are going to get their third conference win of the season. They're going to move to five and five and now the math gets a little easier two games to win one to get to bowl eligibility coming off a one and eleven season that's pretty remarkable twenty seven twenty three the final it sure wasn't pretty but the Bulls make enough plays on both sides of the ball to get this victory. Byron Brown threw for 300 yards. I think one of the concerns in this game was that Temple, which is not a team that has a great defensive push from their line, didn't have a lot of sacks coming in. But they got six sacks in this game and 12 tackles for loss. Byron Brown, because of the sack yardage, ran for minus 14 yards in this game. But still, the Bulls found a way. Sean Atkins, nine receptions. That gives them 69 on the season. The new South Florida single-season record, surpassing the 67 mark set by Rodney Adams a few years ago. And now it's out west to San Antonio. 
Bulls' first visit to the Alamo Dome to play the UTSA Roadrunners, and the Roadrunners are going to be a big challenge. They're 7-3. and three. They beat Rice this week. They're a perfect 6-0 and oh in the conference right at the top of the league standings along with Tulane and SMU. They've got a lot of experience. Their quarterback, Frank Harris, is a seven-year player. Had a bunch of injuries, missed a lot of time, has been able to come back every time, and he's playing very effectively this year. Texas San Antonio has a remarkable balance between rushing and passing. The touchdowns, the yardage, they're almost identical. They really mix it up, and this is going to be a tough one for the Bulls. But South Florida goes out there knowing if they can get a win, they will have bowl eligibility, and if they can't get the win, they have a chance to come home and get win number six against Charlotte on November 25th. We're looking forward to heading west. This is going to be a late game. The Bulls' only non-Saturday game of the year. Our airtime will be 7.30 Eastern. The kickoff will be at 9 o'clock from San Antonio for the Bulls and the Roadrunners on Friday night. And therefore, make sure you get a nap on Friday afternoon. I know I'll definitely be doing that, and we'll sum it all up for you next week on Upon Further Review. For Jim Lauk, I'm Derek Sharp. Thanks for listening.